Welcome to the MX Vice SMX Review Show with myself, Ben Rumbold, and my colleague, Brad Wheeler. We are back after a week off. Uh, just to get things sorted, we have the Supercross Championship just to sum up after Salt Lake City. Uh, and, of course, we are looking forward to the new AMA Outdoor National season. We've got a nice guest here uh, to join us who uh, had a decent run at the end of Supercross. So, yeah, we look forward to talking to him. But first, we'll just uh, say a quick hello to Brad. How's it going, Brad? All good? Yeah, all good. Yeah, we're all uh, everything's good on this end. Just got back from Casas Goras after a weekend of racing. Didn't go to plan, but uh, <laughs> we're um, ready to talk some SMX. Great stuff. Yeah, no worries. We'll talk about the closing of Casas Goras on the on the British podcast to come. That's not really anything that might uh, might interest many American fans anyway. So yeah, from that side, just before we uh, introduce our guest, we just to say to you uh, that uh, this podcast is brought to you by AS3 Performance, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts from hardwearing protection parts from skid plates and radiator braces to performance cooling parts including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits as3 also have a huge range of brake clutch and gear levers all with different features and adjustability check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk also thanks to kawasaki motors uk who are pleased to announce the arrival of the new klx 140r range the easy to ride klx 140r lineup offers a 144cc four-stroke engine plus suspension and push button electric start making for great trailblazers the klx 140r machines come in three different sizes ranging from juniors first tentative steps to pushing the door wide open on adult riding the highly regarded klx 140r range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023 contact your local off-road dealership for more information uh, and also yeah thanks to golf race fuels across sports cars single seaters motorcycle racing and further afield the golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline and uh, also massive thanks to even strokes to look after us with uh, funding and things like that so yeah you can go to evenstrokes.com and use the code right there mr wheeler yeah the code brad wheeler 10 if you uh, head over to even strokes click on all the lovely things you want to buy and then just before you check out use that code and it'll uh, it knock 10 percent off the final sum for you so uh, use that and it uh, helps keep me and ben doing these podcasts for you and uh, as well as the british one on wednesday so uh yeah help us entertain you absolutely we'll do no problem so right then without further ado just to keep not keep him waiting any longer introduce our guest for this week mr justin starling welcome sir how are you yeah good another day same shit <laughs> you're telling us off air there that you're, uh, you're you're building a honda what's the crack there what's happening yeah uh well i've been on gas gas for two years and then ktm the year before and uh then honestly they don't support me at all i just buy the bike and ride it and uh kind of tired of supporting people that don't support me so uh yeah i got a honda and now i'm trying to figure out how to build it <laughs> <laughs> say something about the wiring yeah i i've just never seen such a confusing wiring harness in my life and i i totally make sense why these guys get factory wiring harnesses because I've been sitting there for an hour looking at that thing, just mother effing this and that, because I don't understand where anything goes. And uh, so, yeah, luckily I don't have a lot of my parts for it yet, so I can spend about a week to put the wiring harness together. Wow, I, I thought the Japanese bikes were a bit earlier to a bit easier to work on. They're supposed to be. You have a good reputation like that. I thought, yeah, for sure. I thought the uh, the the gas gas was pretty simple. It was kind of just one way, but you know, after two years, you have that thing pretty figured out and. I pulled this thing apart, unfortunately, like a month and a half ago, and then I had to go finish Supercross. And uh, now I'm at the point where I'm looking at old photos and I'm like, dude, I don't remember how I did this or how this was like this. And yeah, I'll figure it out. I got time. Yeah, absolutely. Brad, you got much experience with putting together wiring systems? Um, I don't actually. I try to stay well clear of them if I can. <laughs> um, yeah, usually just 
lift the seat off after I wash it and spray a load of um, sort of like WD forty or some sort of water displacement over the top of it, and then uh, <laughs> leave the seat off until I ride again and just hope that <laughs> hope that they're not too bad. I do I do remember the, uh, the the first KTM when it first came out fuel injected back in two thousand eleven. The thing was a thing was a nightmare to for water in the um, in the fuel injectors. Used to uh, go for a paddle and she'd just die. <laughs> uh, they seem to be. They don't seem to be too bad nowadays. But like I've said, I've not. I've not taken one apart, and I don't intend to. No, fair enough. Bit beyond, bit beyond me. Obviously, come off the back of a pretty decent Supercross season there, Justin. How do you see? It? Uh, how was your version of, of events through this year? How are you uh, feeling after the season? Uh, I came in pretty good. Uh, I made the first four mains, and, and that was cool. And um, then I got hurt in Tampa. Uh, I hurt my patella tendon, and honestly, that thing is still bugging me. I, I was just complaining about it to my fiance this morning. The thing is still eating me alive. And uh, ever since that, I think I practiced like two or three days to finish the season, um, which that was at like round five. So it was really early in the championship. And then uh, – mm. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer. Um, I wrote a couple of press days at the end of the year, and then I was able to get through like halfway through the race days without getting a uh, shot of Tordal to kind of like ease the pain. Um, but yeah, I just was struggling with that for, for a while. But uh, yeah, I made made more mains this year than I did last year. I only missed two, and one was from the from the crash, and then the next one was Oakland. I just wasn't ready to get back on the bike yet, but I tried, and yeah, I just wasn't there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was an okay year. Um, obviously, towards the end of the season, when riders go out, you you know if you stay in it, you can get good results. And you know, I was able to to stay in it to the end. And you know, I think I went like eleven, ten, eight. I think the last three races. So yeah. that yeah, was that was nice. But I mean, I don't sit here and tell you that I'm a top ten guy. I mean, I, I'm a very realistic human. And there was a lot of riders out, you know. And yeah. you had those guys in, and I'm still around the fifteenth place spot. So. Um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't great or anything, but uh, it was good to uh, to finish the season with some good rides. I think my riding was good, um, especially my starts. Uh, I think the biggest thing of the year was my, the last race, my start. I think I started third in the main, um, and then I was third in the heat race as well. So to me, that was the highlight of the year was just <laughs> to end at least with some good starts. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, not a bad year. 17th in points, uh, two points out of 16th. I got 16th last year. So I was like right around the same spot and I was nine points shy of how many points I had last year. So um, not bad, but kind of upsetting to to put in the amount of work I did and finish around the same spot. Right. Like that. Yes. That was a little upsetting. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, my bills are going to get paid and I'll take it. <laughs> yeah i mean you say like you'd sit here and say you're not a top 10 guy but um like everyone knows supercross is a, is a dangerous sport and so like uh, the people at the front well the people all the way through the class are riding on pretty much on their edge and like obviously just sometimes you go over that edge and it causes an injury it's like it's nothing it's not your fault you can only race who lines up each week and yeah. you may not be the top 10 out of the fastest guys but like the, the people that have made it to the end you're one of the top 10 guys and i don't think it's anything to sniff at it's a it's a i think there's many people in the world that would happily take a take a 10th and a 9th in an ama supercross race no i, I think i fully agree with that i uh yeah the the, the, the check still cashes right for for yes race, that's it, you know? yeah. like, like i they're, think they're not gonna i'm pretty sure <laughs> they're not gonna take any money yeah. from me and put an asterisk on it so yeah of course nah. 
like I definitely look at that and, and that, that excites me, of course. And then I still get the same amount of points, you know, in that one race, you know, uh, I just would like to do it towards the beginning of the season and not be in the 20th spot, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning of the year. And yeah. Um, yeah, of course, like you said, you have to line up. That's, I said that on Steve Max's show a few weeks yeah. ago, like you have to show up and, um, yeah. you know, that's, that's what Chase it's did. Part of the, it's part of it. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's part of it is yeah. why they do a championship and not just crying the champion after one race is exactly. that's part of the series is you got to do the 17 rounds and obviously this year there was so a lot of top guys went out but that's just the way the way the chips fall sometimes i think was it 2007 ben steve ramon won the world championship didn't even didn't even win an overall yes it was yeah trying to, uh, trying to make, make <laughs> yeah yeah steve ramon yes yeah uh, won no grand prix at all but yeah won no battles but won the war so yeah figure that one out but, yeah, yeah <laughs> i didn't know that yeah it should have been josh coppins i mean he was there most of the season out in front and then uh yeah he got hurt bad with about what six seven races to go yeah bone the shoulder something like that yeah so so yeah he's but i think he won he won two world championships in the total of two Grand Prix, I think. Pretty, uh, pretty yeah. strange career, but there That's another thing. But, that, I mean, uh, Justin, what, what, what do you think? What would you put the injuries down to? Because, I mean, as usual, when you get this level of attrition, people are going to say there's something wrong, the tracks are too tough. From your perspective, can you see that there would be anything that you could change to stop these injuries, these sort of constant injuries? Uh, so this is actually kind of funny. I was just listening to another podcast earlier today and, uh, Max Ansty mentioned this and it was, there's 17 past champions on the gate racing the 450 class and, or like they've all raced at least one races or something like that. So they all have certain trainers and so on. And the speed that these guys are bringing is so high and they are always like, say you have like one negative on a weekend as say your turns were bad. Well, then they work on it that week and then they bring it in and their turns are better, you know? And then say the next section is the jumps. They should be lower. Well, now the next week they work on jumping and then you add those things together and the speech is getting higher and higher and higher and it's going to happen. I mean, we can't get away from it, right? Like I've always been pretty good at staying away from injuries, but it happened to me this year because I was just trying to push the limit in the whoops. You know, I was like, I got to hit these things way faster than I am to be with these guys and I crashed and that's just what it is though right like that's just what it takes these days is to go faster and faster and faster and uh, I don't think it has anything to do with the bikes or this or that I, I think it's just the level that this is just arising to like it's man, these guys are so quick, you know, like I, I do a lap where I'm yeah. like, oh, I, should, I look at the board, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be on the pole in this thing. Like that lap was sick. And I'm like 11, <laughs> you know, and I'm three seconds off of sex. And I'm like, you know, where the fuck is he getting that time from? You know, but it's just, that's just, that's just what it is. Right. Like, yeah. like that's just our level yeah. is so high, you know, and, and, and you look at me and, and I can go to my local track four miles away and, and I can just do laps around these guys, you know, and, and then you go to the race and then Sexton's doing laps around me, you know, it's just the level is so high up there. And, you know, I think crashes are just going to happen regardless of what you have for a bike, no matter what, because if you slow down the bikes, we're only going to try to go faster. And I think that's going to create more crashes. You know, yeah. you're going to ride the bike harder. Um, I, you can't try to dumb down suspension because that's going to make you crash more. It's just our level. It's just, it's just, it's only going to get bigger and, and faster. And I think the only way to make it less 
you know, less injuries is maybe slow the tracks down, you know, like maybe make the rhythms a little bit taller and steeper and not so low and fast. I, but then it, you do that more you sand. jump in quad, quad, quad. Who knows these days? Right? No. Like there's more, there, more sand sections. Yeah. I mean, then you can add, a, you can add, you can add <laughs> sand sections, but you know, do those really slow it down? You, I, you don't know, right? Like, like yes. our local yeah. practice track, like where we do, I do my training with, with Chase Sexton and actually it's Jack Chambers' place. You got in one lap, we do four quads, you know, and in one rhythm, we go triple quad, quad. And like, wow. to me, that's just like, what the fuck are we doing? You know, like, but that's just what our bikes are capable of doing. So we do it, you know, and yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe back the, 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 the training down, but no one's going to do that because they always want to one up someone. So I think it's yeah. just, you got to roll with it and, mm. or, or maybe make it more, you know, pay on how you race and, you know, your show up, like you got to show up to get paid. Cause a lot of these dudes are getting paid regardless of if they're racing and, uh, you know, they, they hurt their thumb and they're like, cool, see you guys in four weeks. Cause they're still getting a paycheck and I'm a privateer and I got bills to pay. So I hurt anything. I'm like, let's go. We got to race again, you know? And so I don't know, maybe that could, yeah. that could do it, but yeah, that's not bad. Do you think you could, uh, do you think you could do something sort of similar to what MotoGP and F1 do where they just, they have like a certain allocated amount of training days at the start of the series. And then it's basically just race days and then that's it. You don't you don't touch the bike you, during the week. I, I heard someone say that before. Practice on the PlayStation, but yeah. And do I think that would help? I do. I do believe it would help. But think about how many riders ride a different manufacturer in a contracted season to get ready for the next season, see if they want to sign that contract. And we have no yeah. idea about it. Yeah. You know, and that alone, right there, kind of just is like okay, you'll never actually know who's riding or not. Right. Like it, you just, it, it wouldn't work, but the yeah. idea of it would be awesome. Like I would be totally cool with it. Cause I'm really good at not riding during the week and then showing up on the weekend and going racing, you know? Yeah. So if that was a possibility, yes, but it, it just wouldn't be possible. So it's like, I don't know, wrap these dudes in bubble wrap or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it, honestly, like you said, it's, it's, I mean, I mean you're, you're training the body to go longer for harder as well. And you know, so the pressure is to keep that, pace all the way through and eventually yeah. like you said it, it is gonna it is gonna go isn't it that's the that is the, the biggest issue i think but yeah it's a lot of these injuries have been in training but like you say that there's no way you can police it because like you say they could just go in their backyard yeah. and, and, and well it's not like motor gp where you've got to get all, all the rigs there to even run the thing you know you just yeah. fire it up in your yard so yeah it's it's, it's a very tricky uh, tricky subject the, the mm. question about limiting think, uh, practice a lot of riders would start buying a lot of property and everyone would be confused why all these riders are buying all these properties if that was the case because i can tell you right now they would they'd all be riding oh for sure yeah i'm sure i'm sure they'd find a a way around it but um like i think jason thomas always says the the throttle goes both ways you can uh, you you don't have to keep the thing wide open all the time like the track sketchy back it down if you're riding on your limit, just back it down. It's no, you say like, like, yeah. Well, it's true though. Not, obviously not, not everything is obviously rider error. Some things are just freak accidents, but yeah. a lot of things would be would be saved if they just eased it off a bit. I think people spoke about dragons' backs and things like that. I mean, do you share that sort of view that some of these more sketchy sections of circuit shouldn't be in there? Uh, you know, it's it's weird, like. 
the Dragons back in Nashville that took out like Barsha um, and took out Harlan for a little bit. It, that one, when we walked it, it was like, wow, this is so tiny. You know, we were like, this is going to be so easy. But the dirt deteriorated so much that it was so miserable going off that thing for 20 minutes that like at 15 minutes, I was like, dude, fuck this. I'm going to double, double, double. It's slow as shit, but I'm going to get to that landing every time and I'm going to be fine. You know, and it was just like little things like that, you know, like, like if you looked at my lap times from Nashville, I got 11th there you would probably think that I should be like 16th or 17th place, but I just backed it down and was like, I just want to finish, you know, like I got into 11th and just stayed there. And like, I could have made a run at Hill for 10th, but just to me, it wasn't worth it. You know, like, like Denver the next weekend was worth it. You know, I was like, I want to get there. And then after Denver, I was like, Hey, I want to get to Salt Lake. And if you have to back it down, I think that that's just a maturity thing, you know, and I'm not saying that like these guys are immature, but they also live so much in the moment that it's like, Hey, you still got two more races left. Like maybe a third's pretty good. You know, like you should accept yeah. that and then move on to the next one, you know, or whatever. Like, like we raced 17 times. So yeah, I think it's pretty important to all 17. So I don't know. I think there's any certain rhythms or anything like that or that are dangerous. I think some of the whoop sections could have been built a little bit differently this year. Um, like I know Denver's whoops were not big. They were pretty small. Um, but we skimmed them every lap and that was pretty cool. You know, like I, you'd ever looked for a jump line and then even uh, salt Lake, like you could jump or skim and I chose to jump because they were slick, but you could skim them and they weren't really taking anyone out, you know, like you could say AP, but AP went down after him. So, you know, that doesn't really count, but it just, I think maybe the whoops could be a little smaller um, just to get everyone through them. And then the dragon's backs, man, like, like I said, Nashville's was not big at all. Mm. It just got so chewed up that it got hard because it was so chewed out. But, you know, then you can go to, um, well, I think Arlington or something like that. And the Dragon's Back was really mellow, you know, like, yeah. and then you go to, uh, shoot, where was it? Oakland had like a the brutal Dragon's Back that was like seven whoops long, you know, like don't do that. Cause that race was taking people out too, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I think all the rhythms have been fine. You know, I, I've jumped pretty much everything else that everyone in the front's been jumping. Um, I'm usually one of the first guys to do that stuff, but, uh, yeah, I think the tracks are fine. Just maybe, maybe mellow the whoops out a little bit. And then, you know, the dragon's back, just don't build them. So, so gnarly. If you know how the dirt's going to be maybe, you know, or mm, yeah. I don't know, there's so many different ways you could take it, you know, and then mother nature can change the whole day just in a little bit too. So, yeah, fair enough. I mean, just to think about the, uh, the end of the supercross season now, obviously, um, lots of talk about old Sexton got it because everybody else, else was injured and all that sort of thing. And to, to a level that's true, but, um, that makes me think of uh, like Jeff Stanton. I mean, Jeff Stanton was, throughout his life was told that he only won 1989 because Rick Johnson got hurt and his answer to that that I saw in a recent interview was welcome to motocross <laughs> so I mean uh, you know I mean he was certainly fast enough and, and the points that he gave away even would have been enough to gift it even if uh, Tomac had survived right to the end so really uh, I, I don't listen to the people who say that it doesn't deserve it I mean uh, what's your view on Chase you said that he was, he was pretty fast for you uh, uh, out on the circuit there, and you train with him as well so uh, do you know how, how is he sort of feeling about this championship thing he's kind of got the same outlook you know and I, and I told him on Friday night before Salt Lake like hey just don't listen to the bullshit that people are going to say you know like at the end of the day that check that check is going to cash you know the money is going to go in your pocket and on the championship it's going to say that you won you know and that's the only thing that matters and people that 
are saying stuff, you know, they're usually just sitting on their couch and they're pissed that they are not making that much money and they're going to probably make your Subway sandwich if you go in there. You know, like that's just what it is, right? So um, at the end of the day, like you're going to have negative people saying this and that. I've had negative people say stuff about my eighth in the last race, you know, like I'm like, dude, I'm an eighth place guy. Like, okay, (laughs) oh, big deal, you know, like what does it matter, you know? You have to line up, you know, and he knows that. And, uh, you know, if you want to sit there and say that, you know, Eli gave him a gift, well, Chase gave him a lot of gifts throughout the season, you know, with this crash and that crash and so on. And, you know, seven point gap because Chase was an idiot and jumped on the, on the medic. And I told him that, you know, like that's just, that's what it is, right? Like people are going to say this and say that. And, and at the end of the day, he doesn't care. He really does it. And that, that's something to admire about him. And yeah, the dude is unbelievably fast. Like it's honestly very, the hardest thing was, was like, is practicing with him because he just does laps around you, you know, and you're just like, dang it, dude, like what the heck? And, but at the same time you, you get used to it, right? Like when you go to the races, it doesn't really, you know, dishearten you there because you, you get, you deal with it during the week too. So no, Chase is a good dude. And, um, I wouldn't, I, you could say he's the best guy, right? Like he qualified fastest the most out of anyone and was definitely the fastest of the year. Um, but he also deserves it, but also Tomac deserves it as well. You know, just freak accident, you know, it just, you can't say the best man won, but you know, it hard laid the way they did and Chase is your champion. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, like you said, Chase gave Eli plenty of gifts throughout the year. Eli sort of, return the favor there at the end yeah i don't think you can say chase was gifted the title you don't get gifted a 450 supercross championship there's like it's so easy to make a mistake that it can shut you out for the rest of the year i think yeah anyone who says different doesn't really know anything about the sport Um, agreed like yeah like you say you've got to do the 17 rounds and I think, like I said, I think he's the fastest guy. Maybe not always the most consistent, but yeah, definitely the fastest. I think he even could say that he's sort of raised the speed of the class like over over the year. Like it happens like every so often someone comes in and sort of raises the game. I think Chase kind of did that like sort of last year and this year. Eli kind of did it in 2017. And yeah, you just kind of get these people that come in. They just, the pace of the whole class just steps up. It's, uh, oh, it, what, couldn't agree do you more. Think, is it is it something that you can, can you see him doing anything different? Obviously, you're training with him in the week. You just do you see something? You're like, oh, that's what you're doing. This making the time up, or is it just technique? Is it just he's just got bigger nuts? Or no, I I think I mean a lot of it is definitely technique, right? Like I'm a pretty lazy rider. Um, he stands everywhere, and I you'll mm. find me like like being on the seat coming out of a corner and seat bouncing something when he'll stand and scrub the thing and right there it's like boom two tenths you know and then this two tenths there and then his whoop speed is just (laughs) wow you know like he just will send it into the whoops and doesn't care and you know a lot of that has to do with his bike setup you know like he has that bike perfectly set up for that type of stuff and you know then obviously his bike his acceleration from throttle to the tire that's better than anything i'm gonna have you know so like little things like that Mm -hmm. is gonna be a little a little bit here a little bit there and um but then his corner speed and everything like it it, you just once you tie every little thing that he does better together 
that there's your three seconds, right? Like, and, and that's insane that it can be that much. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the last round it was like 2.2 or something, but yeah, they, it's a big just, gap. That, it's a, that's a big gap <laughs> on a, on a, on a 50 second lap, 55 second lap. It's uh, yeah, like, that's, <laughs> that's huge. And that's, yeah. And that's just little things that he does here and there, you know? And I know yeah. one thing that they've been working on for him is to get, off the front of the bike as much and i've been saying that too like man you wash the front so much because you lean so far forward which is you know he's in such a attack mode everywhere that that's you know immediately over the front but like hey dude you don't have to be that far over that much you know and yeah i hear them talk about that a lot you know and i, I never give any input right like <laughs> i need the input you know not i'm not giving any yeah. um, but i, I <laughs> do when they yeah, yeah I, I sit there like, hey, what are you saying? Is you know? uh, <laughs> but I will say, like, when they when they mention that, or like when Kier's dad says something about being too far over the front, I do like like, hey, I, I think so too. You know, I do think you are too far over the front. But like, you look at me, like, I need to get more over the front. So it's like, yeah, it's a weird thing, right? Yeah. You know, and you know, I think their level is his level so high. And then if we go back a little bit and talk about like the level of the racing right now that he's brought the level next year is going to be insane. You know, mm-hmm. like when you have Hunter and jet in that class and then you have yeah. chase, like yeah, I, I'm uh, like not looking forward to it at all, but at the same time, like, uh, like the, the, the speed between, between chase, jet hunter and, Christian Craig is just phenomenal. It's insane. Like it's, it's, it's besides besides insane. the whoops, it's kind of hard for. Uh, I mean, it might be different when you're there watching, but I've not been lucky enough to go and sort of watch the Supercross for a few years. It like on the telly, you, like you see two seconds quick, and you're just trying to look see if he's doing something different to everyone else. Like back in like when Stuart was on a one two five and he's going like triple quad quad, and everyone else is going yeah. double double double. It's like well that's where he's making the time up, but you don't really see that nowadays. You're just trying to watch to see what where the hell is he making <laughs> two seconds up yeah. on Eli. It's <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's crazy the the speed he's brought this year. Is yeah, if you just look at like his, his turn speed to the first jump or turn speed to the mm. first whoop, it's just like. He comes out of the corner, there's no hesitation with anything. No. And but even coming into the corners, there's no hesitation. And then you look at Jet and it's the exact same. Like you really think about it, Jet and Chase ride a lot similar. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it makes you wonder, like, hey, is Jet gonna have those issues with the front end? You know, is he gonna be too far with the front on the four fifty? Because it is a different frame, you know, it is a different bike. It's a, the the inertia and the weight is totally different. So it's like that could happen. I don't. I don't know if it will. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, you know, I have a Honda, and I can't tell you how it is yet because I haven't even started the thing because I can't get the wiring harness plugged in. But <laughs> you know, like that's just like th- there's little things like that. But man, their their pace next year is going to be insane, and we're all going to be trying to figure out how to to make that up. And I don't even really think that I'm trying to make it up to them at all. I'm more just trying to make it to like the. The, maybe the Dean Wilson, right? Like, I'm yeah. not, that's not a knock to him by any mean, but like, he's that like eight to 10 guy on average. So, like, maybe mm. I'm trying to make that gap, you know, not not with Chase. He's not even in the same ballpark. He's on his own. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got to be, it's got to be helpful to you, obviously, training with him. Just even if you can just stick on him, like, like glue for just half a lap and three quarters of a lap and just try and even if you just don't pick up any technique just the general speed of trying to stay in with him has got to be a got to be a bonus with training training with well, someone like chase I'll, I'll be honest one thing that 
that I've noticed helped me the most this year is like he does a lot. I don't know if I should be saying like what he does for motos, but <laughs> beginning of the season, he was doing like five fives in a row mm. and the break would be like two minutes between. And what I started doing and also for me, just not being in good enough shape at the time was I was doing a five, skip one, five, do a five, skip one, five, do a five. And I would do my five with him and then I'd watch his second one. And then I would do my second five and try to like do the things that I saw him doing and then skip the five, watch him do more stuff and then try to implant. And I'd always be faster throughout the fives that I did because I would try to, you know, implement whatever he did in those ones I watched into my second and third one. I wouldn't say like when we're riding together, you're not really learning anything, right? Like I'm looking at the pit board that and Kier will do my lap times and his lap times. And the gap is so big that you're just like, well, okay. You know, like it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Can you run his times off before you write mine, please? Yeah, you don't. You're not really looking at his time because you're just like, fuck. Okay, whatever. Like that's, that's not even <laughs> wrong, but Yeah, like you're just like, okay. Well, it's been 15. Oh, here he comes. You know, there, there you go. Bye. <laughs> you know, like, like there's, there's things yeah. like that. But really, honestly, it sounds ridiculous. But watching him, like, not always riding with him is the best. It's sometimes watching for a second yeah. and then working on it. You know and. Mm. Also, my bike setup is so different than his that it's tough to do some of the stuff he does. Um, like one thing I know, I, I, I run the same bar bend. I know it's pro taper, but it's the same bend as his bar. Mm. Uh, I roll mine too far back compared to how he runs his. And that's one thing that like immediately starting the Honda, right? Like I have no settings with this motorcycle at all. Like I don't know a thing about it. I'm going to start with my bars more rolled forward and I'm going to leave it that way and just deal with it until it becomes natural because that would help me get further forward. Right. Where maybe he needs to roll his a little bit further back to get a little bit further back. Just like little things like that. Like I'm going to try to implement into my bike to make it, you know, and obviously like, I have no support with Honda. Like there, that there isn't a thing. I bought it at the local dealership six miles away. But when you watch Chase ride the bike and there's so much knowledge behind him with the bike that I'm like, well, I can learn a lot about this motorcycle where the new, you know, say for me to go to the gas gas, I'm like, well, I don't really know anything about it, you know, and I don't have anyone around me that's going to help me with it. And then, you know, it's vice versa with any other brand. So that was a big point of like getting the Honda was like, well, he looks good on the thing. I'd like to try to replicate that. And it obviously works. It just won three championships. Granted, yeah. <laughs> their bikes are different than what I'm going to have. It's still, there's still a package there that can do something with it. You can't rub a couple of things off the, off his bike. Now he's done with Supercross and he's done with Honda for, he's not going to race the Honda and Supercross. He's like, you can just yeah. see the gearbox in I, some four. <laughs> I told, I told Kier, I was like, Hey, you know, when that season's done, just like, say you're using a bunch of parts and then just like, don't use them. And then we'll just load them up in my, in my van. And then we'll just don't know where they went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it going to be a problem then if he leaves Honda at the end of the year, like he's rumored to? Uh, no, no. Cause this, even this summer, like I know like when he gets back from like Thunder Valley, like he was here for a little bit. Um, he might still be here a little bit this week, but I know he's going to stay out in California for the first few races just this summer. Right. Like I'm going to, I'm taking time off now to start building this bike and, and ride it. Um, but I'm still going to ride with him a lot at Chambers's place. Cause he has an outdoor track there that Chase oh. built. I'm going to ride with him a lot and just, and just learn, right? Like, yeah, I'm probably not going to do all the 30 minute motos. 
Um, maybe I'll do some 15s and 20s because I don't have to do 30. Um, but it's really just being around him and learning, you know, about the motorcycle because like his outdoor bike doesn't have all that bracing and stuff on it. You know, it's just a standard bike, you know. So at the end of the day, it wouldn't be a whole lot different than what I have, you know, other than obviously engine characteristics and, and maybe a little stuff like that. But it's just learning, you know, like, and if I can say like, Hey Chase, like, can you do a couple laps on my bike and tell me what you feel? You know, I don't know if he can by any means. And I'm, and I'm not going to sit there and be like, yeah, dude, ride my bike, ride my bike. But like yeah. just little stuff like that. Right. Like if I can get any, any knowledge back or, you know, even cure, you know, I'll take it all summer. And then, uh, you know, when it comes super cross time, like they've been really like willing to help me on ideas for me. And, you know, if, if he's not, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say he's switching brands, but I'm not a part of that. That's whatever you know that's um you know i i I know they'll help me with my bike you know because at the end of the day like i said i am i am not competition for him i am just my own rider um so them helping me with ideas to make my bike better won't you know hinder them i'm I'm only here to help chase at the end of the day right like it's one of my best friends and yeah that's that's kind of it Nice one, and uh, yeah, we've actually got Jack on our um, on our British show because he's run raced a couple of British rounds the last couple of weeks. So uh, yeah, and, and I know he's actually going to be in Florida this week, isn't he? Is he going to be training with you? He's going to be out with oh, you. Oh, is he back? I've heard he's back this week. Maybe I've dropped a minute by telling you that, but yeah, no, he's. Uh... <laughs> so if he is back, I mean, heck, I'll probably go over there tomorrow then. But uh, yeah, I have no idea, honestly. I've just been kind of letting him do his thing. Like we have a group chat, and, and we chat in it a little bit. But and I just kind of let him stay focused, and then also like when I, he's got time i'm usually busy or sleeping you know the time difference and stuff so yeah i don't know when, when, like when is the next race over there like is there a pretty big break until the next type of race well he's been racing the british championship um and they have a british championship this weekend so that's no grand prix because the british works around the grand prix but yeah so the next grand prix is is the following weekend when they go to latvia so yeah they've got uh, i think there was a decent enough time where he went okay yeah we'll just go home for this one so he's uh up yeah, he's um, he's booked in for a Wednesday's podcast with us, and uh, yeah, he told me that he's going to be in Florida by then. So that's, uh, oh, that's right on. So that'd be cool. cool. <laughs> Maybe I'll be over there at his house then when he's doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you mentioned that um, at the end of the year you want to do the, no, the SMX rounds, but the final three rounds that are doing, and you're currently, what did you say, 17th, 16th? Yeah. Point? 17th. Um, do you think. It's top twenty, right? That that go to the yeah um, SMX rounds. If um, do you think there's many people like behind you that are going to do the nationals that are that are going to make up that many points? Or because obviously you're obviously going to get the big names doing the nationals, like your Barshas, Sexton, and basically the people that are already in front of you. Is there, do you think there's going to be that many people behind you that are going to do? Do them all make well, we uh, we kind of we kind of sat there and talked about it. I have ninety four points right now or something like that Some, somewhere around nine, i think it's 94 there's a few riders obviously ferrandis will pass me grant harlan and i are tied and he's gonna race outdoors so he'll pass me but there's there's not i mean freddie norn i think as well which will put me 20th and i don't know many others that are doing like, i have looked at who's got points in 450 and there's not many right like like yeah. that are going to race outdoors and yeah like there's like lorenzo lucrucio is going to do it i heard like her, jose butron and like those guys but i don't know if they'll score that many points you know i really don't you know yeah. so there's there's a chance that i could just go straight in there is a chance yeah. it's not a 
for sure. Or like, oh yeah, that's, we got a good, uh, there is a, a percentage that I could, um, if not, yeah, then I'll be like what 21st, 22nd, you know, and there's an LCQ to get in. Um, and I'll, I'll go to Charlotte and do that. It's only like nine hours from here. But also there's another question I have to, I want to ask is like, okay, Tomac spot, you know, like he's, the, at the first race, do they take twenty? They take twenty first in points, or do they take three in the LCQ? You know, there's like questions that I have. Yeah. So I think I have a good chance at getting in, and um, I think no matter what, I'm going to go to the first one and just see. You know, I mean, I, I, if I have to do the LCQ at the first two, um, and even the third one, I won't go to California. I'll just do the first two and then come home. I don't want to send the van to California, then send it back to Florida, then back to California for a one. So. Uh, I would XNA that one for sure. But uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We, just looking at those times there, sorry, Justin there to cut in. Um, you've got, uh, yeah, let's say you're on level with Grant on 94 points. Benny Bloss is just behind you, 91. Uh, Savachi's behind you. I know Savachi's doing WSX, isn't he? He's, yeah, uh, so, is, so is Benny, from my understanding. Like, Benny's going to do WSX. Of course, um, yeah. Freddie, now, yeah. He's a dude that would come back and race outdoors when he's not racing WSX. But, you know, I don't know. Like, there's, there, it, it's going to be tight. It's really going to be tight. But we'll see. You know, I'll, I'll be watching and uh, and just keep an eye on it. But, yeah, if I go 21st, I'm not going to sit there and be all pissed. It's okay. All good. I got one more race than everyone else to do, I guess, at the first round. So. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I mean, after, obviously, we spent a lot of time talking about Chase there. But, yeah, for the rest of the guys, I mean, a tricky year for everybody, really, with the injuries there. Great to see Justin Hill getting up into the top 10 overall. That was a nice uh, nice finish for him. And uh, yeah. Cian Cerullo getting a podium as well at the end. So, could you see, like, Adam Cian Cerullo moving forward from here as it goes to the outdoors? Do you think he's got a chance of that title? Um, I don't think he has a chance of the title, um, which I don't like to say because he is one of my buddies, and I, I do wish the best for him. Um, but like going against Chase or Jet or even Ferrandez coming back, you know, like you can't really put AC against them right now. And I think he would say the same thing. But I do see him landing on the podium here and there. Um, I do think he is one of the top five best dudes going to the outdoors um and especially going in healthy he should be right there near the podium at the first round in my opinion he looks really good like he he looks he looks fit as well and you know maybe the last couple supercrosses he he was kind of laying up too because he he wanted to get to outdoors and start a season fresh you know like that's a possibility so maybe there is more than uh than he's showing right now right so uh yeah, I think he's got a chance at some good finishes, but I don't think he is um, possible for the championship, and I think he would say the same. Fair enough. Nice one. And, um, yeah, uh, Brad, anything to say on 450s before we start talking 250? Just to touch on Adam again, I think like the last time we've seen him sort of it his full fitness in the, the Nationals was the year he sort of went at it with Zacco for the title. Well, I think we've seen that he was got, he's definitely got like the speed Obviously, the, the few dreaded front-end washes sort of hindered him a little bit, but he seems to sort of... I mean, you could see in the Supercross, he wasn't... When he sort of felt that he was getting near that edge, he was he was backing it down and just sort of being sensible with it. I think, uh, I think obviously, doing the, the full... Well, not the full 17, obviously. I think he missed one or two there sort of towards the end. But um, I think just building, building the races up together is going to make a big difference when he comes to the when he comes to the nationals just having all that all those races under his belt that he's because obviously he's missed a lot of a lot of races you can do as many laps at the practice track as you want but there's no substitute for doing the full 30 minute plus two races 
in in, in a national. There's, it just can't replicate that during the week. But, yeah, you got to race. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him at the top top of the board, like fastest qualifier, whole shot, leading laps. But yeah, I think I think the championship's probably a bit of a stretch this year. But I'll definitely I wouldn't rule him out for it in the future. I think he's still. He's still got that speed in there. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah, just to quickly touch on the 250s, just at the end of the Supercross season now, obviously in the unique situation, two brothers, two, uh, two non-Americans, which is actually a first. No, never has two non-Americans uh, won both East and West in one year. That's never happened before. To have two brothers and two Hondas doing it as well is, is pretty bizarre. I mean, do you see any of them defending it? Uh, obviously, Hunter, uh, Jet's not going to defend his title, but, uh, yeah, Hunter now taking it to, to the outdoors. Do you think anyone's got much of a chance to uh, beat Hunter in the outdoors? Yeah, I mean, so this is something I I was kind of like, I listen to a lot of podcasts and so my brain gets turned <laughs> a lot, but uh, I was listening to one and, and they were talking about like Jay Coop and, and, I, and I think Cooper's got a good shot at winning, um, but I also think that he should have raced more Supercross just because it's hard to to replicate the racing, right? And, and I'm sure he wanted to focus on the 250 and the power and obviously it's a different bike now, you know, like you, before you could ride the 250 and the 450, it was kind of the same feel a little bit, but it is a totally different bike. But I think he should have raced more Supercross just to stay racing and stay, you know, in that whole mindset and mode. You can you can practice all you want, but without racing, man, it really is tough. And uh, I think that would be the only thing that would maybe hinder him a little bit. Uh, will just be the, the, the non-gate drops. Um, I think he, he even mentioned in the podcast that he was going to go race some pro-amp or something to at least get some gate drops because he was missing the racing part of it thing, right? Yeah. But I think Shimoda is going to be pretty good. But, man, if you really just look at what the field is, it's really tough to go against Hunter. He's got the bike figured out. The bike is good enough. Um, he is beyond good enough. If Jordan Smith can stay off the ground, he's fast, but you know, it's, he hit the ground more times than you can count. Um, you know, and then to be honest with you outside of them, I don't, I don't even really know who there is. If, and I don't mean that like a knock to anybody. I just don't pay attention to the 250 class because I'm racing 450 and like, I don't watch their heat races. I don't ever go, I go down like on my time limit, not like, Hey, let's go watch heat races or, or even their practices. I don't watch them. Um, one person I would like to see do well would be Levi kitchen. It's fast. He's in shape. So he's one that I think could surprise some people. He's one that I feel like could just come out of like Paula and win the first moto by 15 seconds. Like, like that's yeah. when I, that's what I think of with Levi. Like, I feel like he's just that dude who can just out of nowhere, just make it happen. But yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sure I'm leaving someone out that is, I'm just going to be like, wow, you're an idiot, Justin. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. Hunter, yeah. I think, Hunter I think those are my two that I think. Yeah. I think Hunter's just so dialed in at the moment. Obviously he's had a great, is the best Supercross season he's ever had. Like by far, uh, the bike's dialed in, he's fit, he's been racing. Like you said, uh, Justin Cooper's not, he's done like, what was it? Three or four, 450 races I agree he should have carried on racing them if he was worried about the bike just race on a 250 like don't worry about the results just yeah. get some just get some racing under your belt um, it's just yeah I think yeah just at that racing situation that first few laps intensity is mm-hmm. it can't be replicated I think Shimoda will be good I just I don't know if he's going to have the same I just don't know if he'll be there with Hunter Hunter's downfall last year seemed to be a start which he seems to have sort of sorted out this year. 
during the Supercross anyway. And yeah, uh, he's at a kitchen. I think I kind of put him in the same sort of boat as Voland and Hamaker and sort of Deegan that they're going to be real fast. Ooh, you Deegan. could easily I forgot about him. Yeah, could easily <laughs> yeah. you could easily <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if they just got the start checked out and won a moto, but could also just see them battling with each other in fifteenth. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I pulled surprised. up the results from uh, from Supercross and. I forgot about Jeremy Martin. Like the dude's yeah. good outdoor, you know. So yeah. like J Mart, J Mart's good. And then honestly, I think the one that I'm most excited to watch out of anyone that's going to line up is Bial. I oh, yeah. I can't believe I forgot yeah. about him for a second. But like he's he's under a lot, right? Like he doesn't get his special frames anymore. He doesn't get yeah. anything special. Like he's going to have a factory bike, but it's not his GP bike. Yeah. Um, and he's going to every track besides one. I guess Paula, he has never yeah. rode. No. Uh, did no. he do? Did he ride Redbud? No. No, he didn't. So. That's, he, he did no, the so. Falling out of a nation's team just over a yeah. Helmet, no. so. Oh, I remember that. There was a logo <laughs> on or something. Right? on brand yeah. French thing. That's dumb. They should have figured that out because that would have been more time yeah. on track because he's knowing he's going to race. But I don't yeah. even think it's the first time it's happened. I'm sure it's happened yeah. before with French people. I've heard, oh, I've heard that, so I can, this, I can get it. First few years, yep. Yeah, I yeah. think, uh, yeah, Vial, obviously, this is the first year they're using the mesh out, out in the outdoors as well, which obviously, yeah. he's like whole shot king in the GPs, which I think yeah. will benefit him, definitely. Obviously, yeah, learning the tracks will be his biggest challenge. But yeah, I think championship i think is a, a lot to ask but mm. on the right day a whole shot and a, and a few race wins i think are definitely on the cards for vial i could see him being good at like unadilla or something like that mm. like just somewhere away up on the peg techie yeah yeah you gotta follow yeah. ruts for a long time it's kind of rocky it's really not yeah. a great track um but i think you know like we had greats in supercross and stuff like that but I think his confidence was just not high to run up front. It just wasn't there. And, you know, starts yeah. are so confidence-based. So when he's yeah. sitting there and he's not confident to get a start because he doesn't want to to run up front because it's pretty gnarly, I, yeah. I could see that when outdoor comes around, I could see him being right up front at the first round. I really can. And yeah. then it I just depends on how good he's going to be tracks yeah like you can see you can see the difference between him and like people like hunter and supercross that have raced it for several years now they're attacking everywhere whereas he's kind of not coasting through the rhythms but sort of just very up and down just sort of mm. going through the motions with it but yeah i think outdoors is going to be yeah out the gate full attack mode knows what's yeah. coming like hasn't got to worry about going through the whoops or any of that bollocks it's just yeah proper proper uh, motocross Tom had some big get offs and rhythms this year too. Yeah. Like Nashville hit the ground hard, like Daytona. Yeah, Atlanta, uh, Daytona, yeah, yeah. 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 I could see that he's it's it's gnarly. When you've never raced it or even really had any like, you know, mm. time on it coming over, dude, it's not easy. It's tough. It's nah. you can't just go wide open everywhere. You gotta like really be precise and sometimes a little slower, right? And yeah. You could tell he was like, what is this? Or these whoops, like, what are these? And it's like, hey, dude, that it's, and then also like, you know, he's never rode a bike that stiff, you know, like mm. 
God, these bikes are so stiff over here. And then over there, like even the suspension I've rode over there from, you know, like some German teams and stuff, like they run it so much softer than we run it, you know? So yeah, he doesn't really know until he gets over here what he's what he's getting his hands into. Yeah, for yeah. sure. There's been some uh, good words coming out of the Star Racing Yamaha squad about Guillaume Fares, the, uh, the Spanish rider. Apparently he's mm. been showing a few special things at their test track. Have you heard much about him? To be honest with you, no. That's another one I just forgot about. I uh, yeah, he did a couple of last year. Okay, he? all right. Hear me out. So when they brought him over, I had never heard of him in my life. Um, and usually, I'm pretty well in tune with stuff going on in Europe and and UK and and all that. But I had never heard of him. And then I realized that he had won the Youngster Cup at the Adoc series. And I'm like, okay, like I've raced a few of those, you know, like. But even then, like. I've never seen him or even heard of him. And then he actually rode for a team that I was going to ride for. And I'm like, where did they get this guy from? You know, like that, like I, I literally said no to that team. Cause I was like, ah, it's kind of a small team. Not really interested. And then he comes over and rides for star and has a two year deal. I, how, yeah. where did he come from and how is he in this position? Does it like, do you guys know? I know. I'd never heard of him, and yeah, I think Bud Creek—he just turned up and went like five six or something like that. Yeah, just some Spanish kid on a star. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what the deal is. They obviously didn't do Supercross. I don't know if they just like got an outdoor deal for him. But the the yeah. Spanish nation, the Spanish nations teams, looking pretty pretty tasty at the moment with Prado, Fernandez, Perez, Perez. Yeah, he's telling everybody Team Spain's the one this year. He's, he's been telling mm. people at the Star Racing Camp apparently that, yeah, it's Team Spain, Team Spain, that's all it is. <laughs> that's all he's saying to them. So, yeah, he could well shock a few. But, uh, yeah, like, yeah, um, we had Levi on here. We had Stars Robertson on here as well. And both of them were saying that he can really turn a few outdoor laps. So, yeah, he's not focusing on Supercross yet. He's focusing on outdoors. So, he could yeah. he could spring a surprise. I think we might see him on a couple of podiums. That'd be cool. Well, it's you, you know, you're out of sight, out of mind, right? Like, unless you watch someone's vlog, you know you're not really going to see him ever and i don't follow him on social so i i, I don't pay attention do you know but uh yeah i he's only been riding outdoors so i imagine he should be somewhere right around j coop right i mean if if he's mm. just training with him non-stop the dude mm. probably got it figured out but i don't know i mean it's another thing i think he should have got gate drops maybe race a couple yeah. of super crosses just to have the yeah. gate drop in being in that environment. But, uh, I'm also not star Yamaha and they kind of know what to do. So I'm going to let them do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, RJ, RJ will be fast as well. Oh my God. See, there's another one I forgot about RJ. Yeah. Like, but I, I very much, I feel like he's, uh, Brad just opened the West Coast uh, Supercross uh, screen. No, I didn't. I, it was in my head. I was just waiting for the, the moment to drop him in. But I kind of could think of him as almost a Jordan Smith, but not as bad. Very, like, real fast, but a lot of mistakes, a lot of yeah. crashes and tip-overs. He does seem to have sort of ironed that out a little bit this year in the Supercross. But still, I think it was, was it round one or round two where he just had that massive crash in the sand section where his hand, his hand came off the bars? <laughs> After, after uh, oh, that was uh, that was Anaheim too. The Anaheim triple two. crown. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It was leading it, leading the triple crown, and just <laughs> exploded yeah. off the bike. <laughs> but, but that's that's normal, yeah. right? I mean, he, he's used yeah. To I that. mean, it's RJ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's fast. He's definitely fast, and he's like fast enough to win races, hundred percent. 
I, um, I just can't wait to see if it gets muddy again. I want to see a repeat of that big like bow wave that you just sent towards Jet Lawrence. I thought that was the moment. That was one of the best moments of the season for me. And was just just as Max was going across the line as well. And, yeah, that was just the best. It was the best wet race moment I've seen for a long time. <laughs> what got me about that was the skill of Jet Lawrence. Still managed to keep not, not just like endure a crash where he's almost doing a backflip physically, but still hung onto the handlebars and kept the engine running. I was just yeah. like, what, what's, what the fuck? How are you even doing that? So that was pretty impressive. My favorite part was the fact that RJ posted like two days later said, I would do it again. Like, he was just like, <laughs> yeah, I went yeah. for it. And it's like, okay, like that's bad. Fully you know, like, at least living it, you know, he's like, I would do it again and again. I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> coming at a sharper angle. Yeah. yeah. Superb. Uh, briefly mentioned him as well in case people are I think we're neglecting our our British guy. Uh, Max Anstey made third in points, very nearly nicked it from very nearly uh, stole second at the end from uh, from Deegan in uh, in Salt Lake, but just uh, just fell slightly short at the end. But still a great season for Max, winning a race which was amazing. James Stewart uh, on his cast says he's in Disneyland. I think that's the, the best analogy I can say of uh, of Max Anstey. And uh, yeah, to be third in points that's pretty impressive. And even even if he is getting on a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I kind of expected that from him, if I'm honest. Like after watching him ride uh, Cardiff and like seeing it in person, I was like, man, this guy's got a lot. Like he was the only one doing this quad out of the corner that was a step on step off on a 250. Yeah, he yeah. you could tell that like he was in it, right? And and like I remember when I saw that, I was like dude, I jump a lot of shit and like, I'm not jumping that, you know, like I'm good. <laughs> and he was just sending the thing. And, and like right there, I was like, okay, like if he brings out the supercross, like uh-huh. he's going to be right in it. And then the first race he's qualifying P one. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's- yeah, he's here. So, so to see him get the results he's been getting, he honestly hasn't ex- surprised mm. me by, by any means. Like no, that was think- ex- where I saw him. Yeah. I think we've, uh, anyone who's followed, Max through GPs his first time in America and now like back America to America again. You everyone knows he's he's fast, he's got the speed and you sort of see it every so often, particularly in GPs, like he'll just throw like a, a pole out or get like get up on the box or like a nations ride where he just dominated the entire field. He's always had the speed there and like he's always he's been one of those just like grown up on supercross. He's had like his own supercross track. He won like the the Bursey Supercross on eighty five like two or three times it's always sort of been there in the tank and i think he's sort of got to the age now where he's sort of found like that happy medium where he's like consistently got that sort of decent speed but yeah i think i think everyone who's knows max knows that he's such a, a nice bloke like he, yeah you know he, no, no one wants <laughs> no it couldn't have happened to it like a nicer bloke really and like the, yeah. if you just see how much it means to him from like the podium interviews like he's just like completely made up to get your first supercross win at like um however old he is 29 pushing 30 <laughs> But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's I pretty mean, cool. At the end of the day, they don't they don't show the age next to a to a win, right? Like it no. just shows your name. So, however you can get it is a, is a plus. But you know, like not any knock to firepower or anything. But like, man, just imagine what that dude could do, like on a star bike, or you know, mm-hmm. like it's hard to go against a star bike, in my opinion, in the two fifty class. But you know, just just that next level of a motorcycle. Like I really feel like man he he could have been a fighting for a championship you know and i'm not saying that that bike is bad by any means but it's definitely not at par with the other guys and i think they know that and it'd be hard to not know that but 
I remember like one time at like, I think in like 2019, I was at Milestone and, and he showed up and was riding with the star guys on a star bike. And, you know, and it's like, man, do we want to have stars kicking themselves in the head for not signing them then, you know, because like what could have been, you know, like yeah. the dudes coming over and riding a privateer bike and winning races and, and finishing mm-hmm. just outside, you know, second place in the championship. Like he's next year, he's going to be good. He's going to be really good. I think, yeah, obviously he's doing the yeah. WSX, yeah, like more supercross, he, more supercross race under his belt. Yeah, he um, uh, he, <clears> he, he told us in this podcast um, early in the year that, uh, yeah, he's not, his exact, word, his exact words were, am I going to go to an A and get landed on off uh, off a jump again? Fuck no. Um, so I think the name was false because uh, that's what happened to him last time he was there. So he was literally like, nah, fuck that. He's going to do World Supercross that's what he wants to do. He wants to be world supercross champion, probably race out in Australia. Cause that's where the team's based. Uh, so yeah, sadly Max won't be doing outdoors. I suspect he'll be back for the old, um, SMX finals that'd be good to see because uh, obviously he's automatically qualified with that win so that's cool it's a shame that we're not going to see him outdoors but um, I think we're all, we're all looking forward to us uh, seeing him in, the, in Birmingham this, this year that'd be a, a pretty a pretty decent one you were saying to us before we um, started recording here Justin that uh, World Supercross isn't on your radar that was something that just didn't happen this year for you no, just not going to go over there and travel all these places and, and, and ride for pennies. Um, and by pennies, I mean like whatever the payout is and whatever the team decides to pay because they're not going to give you any money to go. So, uh, no, no, uh, no World Supercross for me. Um, I got bills to pay and that's not going to pay the bills. And then, uh, yeah, no outdoors for me either. Uh, I'm just going to spend the summer training and trying to, to learn this new bike. Um, I should have it built by the end of outdoors is my guess with how long it's taken me with the wiring harness um so yeah probably by end of outdoors i should be ready to go but no uh just yeah just no no world supercross um like i said just there's none of these teams are at least the ones i spoke to are, are offering any sort of money just expenses paid and then you race for your money and um yeah just uh not my cards i i can't i can't afford to ride for free at 30 years old and travel and be away from my fiance who i'm getting married to in july and um, i don't want to mix that in thank you i uh, i just don't want to mix that in with racing either i kind of want to fully indulge in in that life a bit and uh and not mix it with racing the weekend before in france and then coming back and getting married i, I actually want to be here during that and, and all that so yeah next year uh that, my plan is to do supercross next year then world supercross and then um you know obviously smx if it plays out but uh this summer i do have uh actually july 1st i have a supercross in brazil i used to do that and then uh the first weekend of september i have a, a race in italy at fast cross i think it's called nice. um and um yeah then smx is next weekend so i'll go do the first two at least yeah then i'll do back i'll go back to paris uh again as well and um hopefully like dutch supercross can come back i don't really know if it will but i would i would like for that one to come back and and stuff like that so i have plenty of races lined up to do but yeah just traveling and all that stuff and being gone for you know x amount of weeks and the weekend before the wedding it just it just doesn't line up this year um which is fine i'm totally okay with it yeah maybe i'll just do i'll just try to do better results next year in supercross to where people are like hey maybe we should pay a little bit of money you know and not just try to pocket all this yeah (laughs) it's uh just interesting to look up before we spoke to you uh tonight there that um uh, you actually did line up at matterley basin in those nation in that nation's race for puerto rico i I got as far as that one so i thought i'm sure you were on the entry there yeah was that the only time you lined up for that team uh no i 
I did, I did Matterly, uh, which was so, so much fun on Saturday, like the qualifying day mm. when the track yeah. wasn't flooded. Uh, <laughs> God, what an, what an amazing track. Like I, I cannot tell you how, like I had, uh, I had Tommy Searle's uh, Dixon bike, his 450 that he raced outdoors because he went to the 250 that weekend. That's right. And uh, man, it was a good bike. Like I was like, man, this thing is way more than I've ever had, you know? And God, I was having a blast, like hucking that quad up the hill and stuff. Like I was just like smile like across my head the entire day. So yeah, it I didn't did matter. Then obviously it rained and it was like, <laughs> it was almost impossible to even do a lap, you know? And then, yeah, just pretty much all hell broke loose. But uh, I also did Assen in. Oh, uh, wow. That was white as well, wasn't it? Oh, damn. oh yeah god uh, yeah yeah it was that was a wet one uh me it was me chase marquier and i'll be honest with you that was when we actually had to have a puerto rican on our team and i don't remember what his name was um he was actually logged as the slowest rider of the weekend but yeah me and chase's bikes both broke in the lcq thing so uh, how did you find how did you find saturday because it was dry dry saturday yeah, well, like it. I don't, man. It was, it was tough. Like I, I enjoyed Assen. Like it was, it was cool. Um, it was really to me. It felt a lot like being at Daytona. I'll be honest with you, because like we're racing inside a speedway type yeah, deal. Yeah. It just was like the track being sandy. It wasn't that bad to me like i live in florida like we just have sand tracks Mm. everywhere here you know so it wasn't too gnarly for me but like i enjoyed it but man when that sky opened up (laughs) everything that was like a deep sand pocket was just like a mud pocket that you would hit and just do a front flip like it was it was brutal i could see why the bikes both our bikes bikes broke man it was it was tough but it was cool i had a good time i'd like to do that again sometime before i'm done um Mm. I would like to, you know, I, I really would. Um, I don't think Puerto Rico will go to, to, to mm. Ernie, but I would like to do it again. I, I did enjoy it. It's obviously you don't make any money. You spend a lot of money, um, yeah. but it's really just like the experience, right? Like, it's just so mm. cool. You know, I didn't get to go to the one in Redbud this past year because I was moving into my new home. Yeah, I would, I would like to do it again. I would really, before I'm done racing, that would be something I'd like to do at least one more time. I'm actually doing a, uh, a GNCC at Ironman this year, which is apparently like brutal three hours long, but I'm going to, I'm going to do that just to, just cause I've never done one and I kind of have an opportunity to do it. So I'm like, cool, let's, let's go. I'm not going to practice. Just going to go into it and just see what happens. Have you, nice, have you heard nice. of, have you heard of Western beach race? Well, I was just going to mention I that. I fancy, yeah. fancy a go at that. No, I have, uh, <laughs> no. one of my buddies, uh, Cyril Janelle, uh he raises yeah, yeah. it i think yeah and i see like his stuff and i'm just like dude you're like fifth gear wide open on a 450 for like six miles long i'm good i'm out i want nothing to do with it you know but at the same at the same time like it would be cool to experience it right like i don't know like getting to an older age i realize i am way further past my time of racing like i have less time racing than i have been racing and i and i'm at the point now where like okay supercross will always be my number one focus because that's what i do enjoy and i'm still i feel like getting better at but man i want to go try some new stuff you know like before i can't do it anymore like i would like to do the donations one more time before i'm done so that my fiance can experience it i would like to 
to do a GNCC because I've never done one and I'd like to experience it. I'd like to race an arena cross. I've never done one. You know, I've done some stuff in Europe, but never one in here. So I'd like to do one of those. I've done the outdoors here. I'm good. I'm out. Don't want anything to do with it. I've never done a GP. I've done the nations, but it's not the same. So I'd like to do a GP before I'm done. Um, so I still have light stuff. The end of the I'm sorry. Yeah. The last runs at Matterley this year. Now, see if that would be like if that's a possibility. Like I would try to go. I would. I really would. And 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 then straight to running so, a week after for the nations. <laughs> see, that's but that's something I talked about with Jack Chambers. I was like, man, it'd be so cool to like go race AGP and then try to race you know the mx nations the next week and just be like one quick little swoop and be done you know like cool oh, yeah. i got my fix on both never again you know type thing yeah. um, but honestly like when it comes to the western beach race stuff like I, I i don't want to go wide open for that long but like when i see the rest it's of it, only, like, it's only a mile yeah, that's that's long. That's really long, you know. Um, but it just—I just want to do it, you know. Like, I just if there's anything that I can race that I've never raced before, like I, I would love to, you know. Because, like I said, I, it would be cool to just be like, yeah, hey, you know, tell my kids, in the, you know, in the future, like I went and raced, you know, the, the beach race, or you know, I went over, I did uh, a GP in Matterley, I did a donations in Matterley as well, like that would be cool, cool stories to tell. And, you know, that, that could be in a few years from now, like when I get to tell my kids stuff, what I'm doing and, but yeah, as of right now, I can just tell them donations and, uh, mm. you know, some supercross. but That's yeah, cool. we'll get to the end. I'd like to, I'd like to switch it up and race some fun stuff. That's good. I, I know the promoter for the beach race, so I'll, I'll, I'll drop him your, uh, your Instagram message. Hey, give me, all I need is a motorcycle. And I think, uh, someone that can fill my bike up with gas. Cause I think you need to fill up with gas, with gas. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, big, big and time. I'll, I'll bring all of my gear. I'll bring it all. I'll have my fiance giving me some goggles. So I need, <laughs> need a gas can and a bike and I'm all in. I'll get that's, myself that's, there. No problem. <laughs> great stuff well, it's getting uh, past the time there we should be fin- uh, wrap- wrapping things up Justin so yeah just got to say I did find the name of your teammate Jose Fernando Rodriguez was your teammate in Aston <laughs> is that what, was that his name yeah yeah okay. Jose Fernando Rodriguez yeah he was yeah, uh, I think if you uh, if you look at the results I think he had the slowest lap time of the weekend <laughs> he, was the, he was the last finisher four laps down <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were we weren't making fun of him, but we were like, man, there's no way like he's gonna get us to qualify. And then he was the only one of us that finished. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, both see an F, but he actually finished, so he was actually the best rider of the weekend on our team. We were like, damn. All right, <laughs> awesome, great stuff. All right, well, Justin, thanks so much for for joining us, and yeah, hopefully our paths will cross at some point. And uh, yeah, I'll, uh, yep. I'll drop your name to the beat trace promoter and see if he's in it for, right. uh, for this year or next or something like that. That'd be great to see you there. But uh, yeah. Awesome job. Thanks for coming on board. And uh, yeah, thanks to uh, all of our sponsors again, AS3 Performance. Uh, stock a huge selection of aftermarket motocross parts available for 1980s Evo two-stroke models to the current four-stroke bikes. Uh, Golf race fuels across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing, and further field. Golf brand is associated with winning, whatever the discipline. And of course, yeah, thanks to uh, Kawasaki Motors UK. Don't forget to check out the KLX 140R range and also to evenstrokes.com. And we can all now point to Bradley. And the code is? Uh, code is Bradley Latel. 
content, even even strokes. Click on all your goodies and then just probably check out, put in that code BRADWHEELER10 and it'll knock off 10% on your overall price. So every little helps. Every little helps in this game. Every little helps, that's it, yeah. And uh, just to uh, finish off the show then, any predictions for the uh, first national? Justin, I'll let you fire away first. Any predictions for 450 and or 250? All right, I'll go 450. I'll go Chase. Jet, you know, I'll go Chase Jet seeing Sorello. Although Jet has never lost at Paula, but I'm still gonna go Chase Jet seeing Sorello. And then 250, I'm gonna go Hunter, Hunter J. Coop, Hampshire. Cool. Perfect. I'm I'm gonna go uh, Jet Sexton. Both both gonna go one two, but Jet will go two one, and then Frandis. Uh, and then in the 250s, I'm going to go Hunter, Shimoda, Voland. Ooh, Voland. Didn't even qualify in Salt Lake. You're going to put him yeah, top three. Dude, 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 super cross, but we, ro- we, we roll it, Parla. And you know you're going to get come back next week for that as well for me. So that's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I like that. I like that. Okay, um, 450s, I am going to go for Andis. I don't care. I'm going to go for Dillon. I think, uh, yeah, I think he's the man. And I think, I think Chase or Jack might drop it. I got a feeling that there's going to be a, a four or two amongst those. So I'm going to say Jet second and Chase third. And then uh, I've got to go for a different winner because I just want to. <laughs> In the 250s, uh, yeah, we'll have Kitchen, I think. I think Kitchen might be my choice. Uh, Vial second and Hunter third. You can give me shit for it next week, Brad, all right? <laughs> great stuff. Thanks again, Justin. Be great to have you on board, sir. And uh, yeah, all the best with the Honda. All the best with the wedding. Hope all goes well there. And uh, yeah, we yeah. shall uh, speak to you again, I hope. All right. So all the best. Yeah, I'm good. We'll see you guys. So much. Uh, thanks to everybody for joining us and listening to the MX Vice SMX Review Show. Uh, we'll be here next week. We have Devin Simonson with us. So we'll see you all then. Take care. Yeah. All right.